bullying is unwanted, aggressive behavior that affects about 20% of students ages 12 to 18 nationwide. Bullying behavior is repeated or has the potential to be repeated over time. Both kids who are bullied and who bully others may have serious lasting problems. We sat down with Ogden Clinic pediatrician, Dr. Matthew Nagley, to talk about how parents can best help their children overcome potential bullying problems as we enter the back to school season. Welcome to The Daily Diagnosis, a healthy lifestyle podcast provided by Ogden Clinic. We're your prescription for health-centered conversation, stories, and advice. I'm Parker Shaw, and with the help of my team and featuring the talented providers of Ogden Clinic, you'll reach a positive prognosis for your podcast addiction by listening to The Daily Diagnosis. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Daily Diagnosis. This is Parker from Ogden Clinic's marketing team, and I'm joined today by Dr. Matthew Negley, who is one of our newest pediatricians here for Ogden Clinic, and we're super excited to have him on today. Dr. Negley, do you mind telling the audience a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I was originally born and raised in Davis County. I'm native to Utah. Um, my studies took me to Colorado, um, where I got my medical degree, and then I went to do my training in Iowa um, at a children's hospital in Des Moines, um, and I've been there for the last three years. I recently completed my training and am excited to be starting with Ogden Clinic um, as a pediatrician. I will be practicing at the, the 12th Street location. Um, called Canyon View, and uh, I really look forward to um, getting started and to get to know um, the patients in the Weber County area. Awesome. Well, that's awesome, and we're really excited to have you. I think you'll be an awesome, excellent addition to not only that Canyon View location, but also just our uh, great wealth of providers that we have here at Ogden Clinic. So I did want to ask you, um, a lot of doctors have you know, kind of a journey in deciding what they want to pursue as their specialty and what led you to pursue pediatrics? Sure. Um, So I didn't always know that I wanted to be a pediatrician, um, but along my medical training, I started to notice that I was more interested in the children that I was taking care of um, as I was going through my uh, primary care Uh, rotations and my surgical rotations, I always found it more interesting to um, follow the children around. Um, The other key aspect that I um, am passionate about in pediatrics is that you kind of um, are treating two patients or two parties in pediatrics. You're treating the patient themselves, um, but then you're also um, treating the caregivers, whether that's mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, or whomever. most parents want to do the best that they can in taking care of their children, but sometimes they don't have all of the answers um, and can, you know, have a little anxiety as as their children are sick or have any other medical problems. And so one of my yeah. uh, joys is really um, providing that reassurance um, to the caregivers as well. That's awesome. That's a really cool perspective. I've never thought of it like that, like you're treating to not just the child, but also the caregiver. That's that's excellent. Well, cool. Well, that's really, really pretty awesome. Do you have a favorite part of your job? Uh, it's definitely um, just talking with kids. Um, they, 
uh, are super fun um, and they generally have a bright um, outlook on life. Um, they have a lot of charisma and energy. Um, so by far, uh, it's interacting with the patients. Perfect. And sorry, kind of jumping back a little bit um, about yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about you and your family. Sure. So I, um, my wife and I have four children. We have a seven-year-old boy, a five-year-old girl, and twins who are two and a half years old, a boy and a girl. Um, so That's we have awesome. Full- yes. Yeah, it's a very full house indeed. That's way cool. Well, that sounds like you have your hands full at home. Um, but I guess that also kind of gives you a little bit of additional practice implementing what you do kind of full time in the home, which is probably, I don't know, pretty beneficial, I'd, man- I'd imagine. Yeah, one of the key aspects of providing good care is empathy and knowing where parents are coming from. Uh, when you can tell parents that it's normal to feel the way that they're feeling, um, you know, that, or that I've been in their shoes, um, it really provides an extra layer of comfort from the parent's perspective. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, kind of changing gears a little bit, um, what are some things that you enjoy doing outside of your practice? So I uh, am a big fan of the outdoors. Um, I've been camping as much as I can, I think, along with everybody else during this COVID season, um, trying to get outdoors um, and get a, get out of quarantine a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I, I enjoy hiking, uh, fly fishing, um, and, uh, you know, engaging in those activities with my family. That's great. Those are some good, very well-rounded hobbies. I think living in Utah, we have just the best location to do all of those. So I'm glad that you like enjoying all of those things. Um, one more thing, just kind of the last get to know you question, I guess you could say. Um, do you have any favorite memories um, from uh, your residency or from medical school that you would, would mind sharing? One of the uh, fun things in pediatrics is that um, we're generally a group that uh, has a little bit more fun um, Every year uh, for Halloween, um, our our staff in the residency program would you know dress up. One year we did Star Wars, and the next year we did Harry Potter, and year after the year after that we did Toy Story. Um, and so definitely trick or treating in the hospital, um, going around and having kid letting kids come get candy um, as all of the staff is dressed up uh, is definitely a lot of fun and memory that I'll cherish forever. That's a really cool highlight. And I think that's something that is pretty tradition here at Ogden Clinic. So I'm glad that you have background in that because I know some of our doctors and different locations go really hardcore when it comes to decorations and costumes for Halloween. So um, it sounds like you'll stand, you'll fit right in here at Ogden Clinic with that. That's great. But we are in a very interesting time of year is back to school season. And with that, we thought it would be timely and relevant to talk about a back to school topic that is really important and I think has received a lot of uh, media attention in the past few months. And that is bullying. And bullying is really important and something like I mentioned that has really kind of been on the forefront of the news lately and uh, a widely recognized issue. And 
I thought it would be great to get your perspective on bullying, Dr. Negley, since you mentioned that you have children that are uh, school-aged. And I think, you know, with your knowledge, not only as a father, or a pediatrician, it would be an interesting take um, to get some advice that parents can keep in their pocket for if, you know, their child ever does have to deal with bullying. So we'll jump into that topic for today. I was doing a little bit of research in preparation for this, and I just, you know, I'm no expert in bullying or anything, but was trying to get a little bit more information. And I found the webpage stopbullying.gov really um, effective in kind of its description of bullying. And just for our listeners today, um, one of the definitions, I think it was nice to put a definition to bullying because, you know, there are so many different ways it can be perceived. And if you're listening, um, I'm just going to kind of read this verbatim. It says, bullying is behavior that's aggressive and includes an imbalance of power. Um, so it also includes repetition. And there's several types of bullying. There's verbal bullying, which kind of includes teasing or name calling, taunting, threats, social bullying, which includes, you know, leaving somebody out on purpose or spreading rumors about somebody or embarrassing somebody in public and then some of the one uh maybe the more mental pictures that come to mind when you think about bullying is physical bullying which is you know causing uh harm to somebody's body or possession such as you know by hitting kicking or pinching from a, a pediatrics perspective how would you say that bullying affects kids health so in a variety of ways um and by the way there are effects on you know both uh, the the victim of bullying and the perpetrator of bullying. Um, but uh, certainly mental health plays uh, is highly associated uh, with with bullying, um, depression, anxiety, um, you know, changes in sleep and eating be in eating behaviors um, and loss of interest in normal activities that the child usually finds uh, fun and engaging. Um, there's uh, certainly a, an effect, a negative impact on academic achievement. Um, there's an association with lower GPA scores and test scores. Um, and um, also uh, there's a significant portion of you know children who are bullied that retaliate in violent behaviors as well. Um, so there's a, a, all of these things, uh, if not immediately, will eventually lead to um, additional medical problems um, in the future. Wow. So it kind of has a lot of serious and lasting problems, you'd say, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And certainly a lot of these um, effects um, aren't isolated to the childhood or adolescence, um, but certainly can uh, lead to long-term effects uh, found into adulthood as well. Wow. It's crazy that, uh, you know, the things and experiences that children have really do carry on long-term and have those consequences. Um, so there's several t uh, different types of bullying. And like you mentioned, Dr. Negley, there are lots of consequences that do happen with bullying. But I wanted to ask, I thought this uh, website brought up a point that I had not thought about before, because oftentimes you think about the victim of bullying as being um, kind of the sole recipient of some of those consequences but um it kind of talked about how uh the bully also might face consequences in the future would you mind maybe touching on some of those and why that would be part of the issue 
Um, yeah. So the the effects that um, the, the, of the perpetrator of bullying um, are no less significant. Um, they are, are very impactful negatively um, throughout that uh, person's lifetime. Uh, there's been a higher association with uh, alcohol and drug abuse. Um, they are more violent in nature, so they're more likely to get in fights. They're more likely to be found engaging in vandalizing activity activities. Um, <clears throat> they can have a higher incidence of criminal convictions. Um, they often engage earlier in sexual activity um, and later in life can be um, abusive in their relationships. It really stands out to me that, you know, it's kind of surprising that, you know, the effects kind of are, are widespread of bullying, which I can understand why that's something that, you know, we'd want to stop really early on. Um, but I think sometimes it can be difficult because I know, you know, it's really common for children who are being bullied to know what action to take. And sometimes it can be scary for them to speak up to a parent or a guardian or a teacher to get help. Um, what are some behaviors or warning signs parents can look for um, with their children to, to, if they, uh, to help know if they're being bullied or not? Yeah, it's, um, you hit the nail on the head. Oftentimes when kids are being bullied, um, it's, parents might find it surprising or difficult for the child to express um, that they've been bullied at school. Some things that we can look out for in our children um, or some warning signs um, <clears throat> is the child getting into physical fights at school um, or verbal fights. Um, does the child have friends um, who are bullied? Um, does the child have unexplainable injuries? Um, you know, have they lost, um, do they have any lost or destroyed clothing or school supplies, electronics, what have you? Um, is the child complaining of frequent headaches or stomach aches as he, do you find that he or she is faking illness more as a, as a means to avoid going to school and confronting, um, their bullies? Um, is there a change in their sleep habits, their eating habits? Any sort of change like this um, is uh, very telling that something might be going on at school. Um, <clears throat> so uh, there's uh, many things that we can look to to see um, if there is a bullying behavior. And parents are going to be the best equipped um, to tell whether or not their child is acting differently because they're the ones who know their child the best. Right. I think that's really true. And since there are so many different telltale signs, I guess you could say, um, parents really, I guess, need to be involved in, in seeing if anything is off and, and then taking action. So I guess one other topic, I guess, excuse me, another question I wanted to ask was um, sometimes the media puts an emphasis on the relationship between bullying and suicide. And that might be kind of a lot deeper and uh, a very negative outcome as some might, some might think. But is there any sort of correlation between those two? Um, we have to be careful uh, with this topic a little bit. Certainly there is an association between um, the outcomes of bullying 
and uh, suicidal behaviors, but no research has clearly indicated that there's a direct causation um, between um, bullying and suicide, leading to suicide. The vast majority of young people who are bullied do not become suicidal. Um, most people who die by suicide have multiple risk factors associated with bullying. Um, but I think it's important to remember that it's the, the outcomes of bullying, such as feelings of isolation, rejection, exclusion from social um, situations, um, and significant depression and anxiety are really what is associated with uh, suicidal behaviors. Right. So it's usually those coupled with maybe some more advanced and really deep traumas and problems um, associated with those things. Well, thank you for highlighting that. So um, you mentioned earlier that you are a parent yourself, and I wanted to ask if your child was dealing with bullying, what would be the stance that you would take in uh, taking action to get help for them? Um, And also, if I mean, since you have that ability, not only to see things as a pediatrician, but also as a father, how would that influence your decision? Right. Um, so parents really are the best advocates for their children. They are the um, people who are best equipped to help their child through uh, a bullying um, scenario. So some things that I would do to help my children is that I would spend one-on-one time with them and discuss the bullying and and talk about um, some good strategies that they can use um, in uh, when they are confronted with their bully. Um, things um, like let's talk about what you can do, um, you know, and say if if your bully approaches you, um, you can. Uh, research has shown that um, if children look the bully in the eye, they stand tall and stay calm. Um, they walk away. Uh, they just don't respond to the bully's, um, you know, provocations. Uh, whether they're, they're threats or what have you, um, the less like the less that they respond to the bully's interactions, the less the bully is going to continue um, in their negative behaviors. <clears throat> you can teach your child to say things in a firm voice, um, such as, I don't like what you're doing. Uh, please do not talk to me like that. And, you know, why would you say that? Some things that are meant to kind of distract the bully or discourage the bully from engaging further in their negative behavior. Those are those are some great examples. Thanks you. Uh, thanks for highlighting those. And um, I did want to bring out um, there are other resources um, for parents on stopbullying.gov if you're interested. It has kind of a a good checklist, I guess you could say. Um, if parents are interested, we'll include that in the show notes. Well, Dr. Nigley, thank you so much for meeting with us today. I really appreciate your perspective, not only as a pediatrician, but as a father um, and the different points that you did to highlight this. Um, And I know it's a a big fear of most parents, but I I really think that what you've shared is really valuable and can help parents if they do recognize that their children are uh, dealing with bullying. Is there anything else you might want to add before we wrap things up today? Yeah, I I think it's important um, to help your child have a, a really well-rounded experience uh, growing up, especially if they're engaged in, in a, somebody who might be bullying them. Um, I think it's important to help them uh, 
you know, support them activities that your child finds interest in, whether that be sports or music or social clubs. Um, and <clears throat> also make sure that there's uh, good adult supervision, uh, you know, whether that's at school or at friends' houses um, or what have you. That can also really help deter any bullying um, behaviors. Um, and also, it's important to recognize that you have uh, a, a good team at your uh, local school. So making sure that your school leaders are aware and involved. Um, and also your um, medical team is also ready to help and uh, to connect you with services that can uh, provide more information or assist you if your child's going through uh, bullying. Perfect. Well, I think that's a really great segue into um, reminding our audience where you're practicing. So this has been Dr. Matthew Negley. He's one of our newest uh, pediatricians here for Ogden Clinic and practicing at our Canyonview location, which is on 12th Street in Ogden. And once again, we're really excited to have you here, Dr. Negley, and excited to have you on our team. For more information on Dr. Negley or any of the other services we provide here at Ogden Clinic, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. And thanks for listening to The Daily Diagnosis. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Daily Diagnosis. We're so happy that you joined us today. If you would like to find more information about Ogden Clinic, our providers, or locations, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. If you're listening today from Apple Podcasts app, make sure you leave us a review or subscribe so you can receive more information about the different episodes that we post. We love getting feedback from our audience, so those reviews are priceless to us. If you also would like to shout us out on social media, our Instagram handle is at Ogden Clinic. You can also send us a DM if there's a topic that you would like our providers to cover, and we really look forward to hearing from you. We post episodes weekly, so tune in next week, and we can't wait to be with you again. Have a great week.